We'll hand over to Mr. Sonny Federa right now. The Essential House. It's taken a while, but we've eventually caught up with the one and only Mr. Sonny Federa. We recently caught up with him and asked him how he got into DJing and production. Um, yeah, basically, I really like when I was 16, I really uh, got into hip hop. Well, actually, I was about 13 when I got into hip hop, and I just really wanted to get into, you know, scratching and juggling and stuff like that. And I went out and got um, some turntables and a little battle mixer and started um, scratching and stuff, you know, all the A-track stuff on vinyl. And then, um, yeah, I don't know, I started making hip-hop beats and then really got into house when I, you know, turned old enough to get into clubbing and stuff, listening to, like, Derek Carter and, um, you know, Inland Nights, guys like that. And, yeah, just got me into house music and I started making it. But I was, I was making jingles when I was, like, about, you know, 15, 16 years old. Yeah, got right into it then. So what made you set up the labels then? Um, the label, uh, I set, uh, basically my first label was called Sly City. Uh, I set that up because I couldn't get any of my stuff signed to any labels. So I set that up and did my first release on there. And then, yeah, got my f- next release signed to Lingo. And then I started up Beatdown Music um, probably like three years ago, just for more solo stuff. And yeah, now it's kind of taken off a bit, which is cool. You know, getting some good remixes on there. Got a Frankie Knuckles remix coming out on there. And, you know, a lot of like up-and-comers are putting works on there, like Cause and Effect and Willpower and stuff. And Willpower and Addison, I should say. Yeah. So apart from those releases, what else have you got in the pipeline? Obviously, you do a lot of tracks. You seem so you've constantly got tracks coming out. What's your secret to such a high output of tracks? Because everyone that comes out is the really high standard of production on them but you seem to oh, be turning thanks. out a lot of tracks how do you keep that level there and how do you keep such a high output going um I think it's just you know just I don't know like I've just really developed a formula like I try not to make things sound the same but you know I don't know I've, just, I've spent a lot of time in the studio and you know like I spend sometimes 12 hour sessions in there so you know, it just keeps coming out, and um, you, you know, it's just like I love, I love making music, and I just am always doing it. So yeah, that's probably why I get you know so much out. So when you're actually doing the production wise, then are you using a lot of computer based stuff, or is it a lot of outboard gear as well? Um, more computer based. Um, I still, I still do use some outboard things like you know the MPC uh, 2000 XL for a few loops and stuff, and. You know, like some some synths. Like I don't actually have many synths myself, but um, I've got a lot of friends that have got them. And you know, I've worked in a lot of their studios as well. Like I've been using that um, Mini Move Voyager on a few things, and what else? The CS eighty V, the Yamaha thing, and yeah, I, I use it. I like to mix it up, but it's predominantly more of computer based. You know, I'm using Ableton Live. Um, you know, put Fruity Loops into it. I use PC, not not Mac, <laughs> and yeah, I kind of. Just use Ableton with um, Reason and Fruity Loops. So do you tend to take that on the road and do tracks whilst you're travelling back and forth to the gigs? Because it seems as though you're constantly touring as well. Yeah, I, you know, get a few ideas down. Um, yeah, the the ideas, you know, they, you know, they come on the laptop. But really, I prefer to be working on a big screen and, you know, with my monitors. I don't really trust headphones that much, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So where else does your inspiration come from then? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just am always kind of I don't know thriving to do better and you know make better stuff and you know make my sound better and I think that that's really what inspires me to do stuff and also you know like looking at other producers and seeing what they're doing and I think that really helps um, you know push you to work harder and 
you know, get my stuff together and yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you mentioned other producers there. Is there anybody, say, if you were on tracks or Speedport, etc., is there any producers you would look for straight away to see if they've got any new releases, like your inspirations or yeah. people that you want to not emulate their sound but try and get to that obviously move up to say your Frankie Knuckles type of level yeah like for sure like guys like Grant Nelson and you know Joey Negro and you know um, some newer guys like Dusky I've really been liking their stuff and um, Huxley as well Uh, you know that new kind of garage sound I've really been digging that but yeah there's like a lot of guys that I really get into you know a lot of labels as well like 2020 Vision I like the stuff that comes out on there and um, Hot Creations you know what they're doing Miguel Campbell's another guy who's been you know doing some really cool stuff yeah so I don't know it's it's kind of good there's a big community of us like doing some you know really good things and I think it's good to just like look at what they're doing as well and it kind of yeah you know you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah uh, so is there any of those guys you'd like to get in the studio with or is there any more collaborations obviously you've worked with DJ Mess and obviously the massive track with Harrison Crump as well yeah I'd love to get in the studio with Grant Nelson to be honest like I really I'm loving how he's just brought back, you know, his old, like, nice and ripe sound. I really, like, I just want I'd love to see how he works. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'd love to get in the studio with, like, Miguel Campbell. Yes, I, I know him. I know him from um, when he got me out in Leeds, like, a few years ago. So it'd be cool to catch up with him. But, yeah, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm keen to get back in the studio with Gene Farris. We just did a record together and Kashmir and stuff as well. Like, they're really easy guys to work with. And, you know, they've got so much experience to, you know, bring to the table. Um, yeah, re- yeah, really good. So, I mean, you used to live over in Australia. You're now based over in Ibiza. What made the switch from Australia over to Ibiza? Um, the switch. I used to live in Ibiza before. All right. Um, I lived out there like two years ago um, for a season, and I don't know. It was just like I love Australia, but it just seems um, it's just so far from everything, really. And, you know, they've got a good little scene out there. It's, it's, I'm not complaining about that. And the people out there are amazing. It's just the um, the distance to travel. And I think, you know, like being somewhere in like uh, Spain or the UK or, you know, even Germany or something like that, you've only got to travel like seven hours and you're in New York, you know. And whereas from Australia to get to the UK, it's like 24 hours of flying, and you know, which can be it's just crazy. And I don't know, I've really been digging the sound that's been coming out of, you know, this area like Spain and, and the UK and... I just kind of want to be closer to it, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just uh, somewhere where I really want to kind of, I don't know, you know, just build something from, I think. Especially with, you know, with the album coming out um, and stuff like that. I think it's just a really good area to be in. So, I mean, you mentioned the album there. Can you give a little bit more insight how long that took and whether it was something you sat down in the studio or put together or was it something that took maybe a couple of years to do? Um, Two tracks on a... uh, have been about two years in the making like like that's only took the one with Darjay um, that was just a beat I did like a while ago and I just whipped it out of nowhere and gave it to her and she loved it and just you know put some stuff down on it but most of the tracks on there are only about six months old um, there's about four in there that were done in the last two three months like the one with Kashmir and stuff like that and the one with Jean when, that was when Jean came down to Australia we did that track that turned down one um but yeah, it was just really, it was kind of really quick and easy. It was like, you know, a lot, all the all the tracks on it aren't new. Um, they're about, uh, sorry, there'd be eight of them were already released on casual records. 
And because I was putting out so much, Cashmere just kind of said to me, it's just like, look, let's just do an album. <laughs> so we kind of just chucked the old ones with the new ones together. And yeah, that's what moving forward was. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy with the end product. It's, um, it's, you know, it was a lot of hard work over the last, like, you know, the, the like closing months of getting it out. And I'm really happy with it now. I'm glad I've done it. And it's, you know, it's all original. There's no, there's like one sample, like one sample track on there. All the rest is pretty much, you know, um, real vocalists, real instrumentation and stuff like that. So I'm really happy with that. So was there anybody for that album that you wanted to work with um, that you couldn't get to work which would be bringing out as a single or did you get managed to get all the artists and producers together that you wanted? I think, yeah, it was It was really, um, there was, wasn't really anyone that was supposed to be on there that didn't end up going on there. Actually, there was actually, there was <laughs> one vocalist, um, Annabelle England, that I've started working on a track with and um, the track, it just got delayed, um, which is a shame. It was supposed to come out on there. She's she's uh, been working with um, Hot Natured and Lee Foss and MK lately on Hot Creations. And we kind of did this track and it just stopped. So it just got delayed. So it didn't get out in time. Um, but, you know, it's, I, I think the package is still really strong. But, yeah, it's a shame that that one didn't get on there. But, you know, that's going to be coming out soon. So I'm really hyped about this track, actually. It's got a lot of potential, I think. So who is there any um, special guest mixers you've got in for that? Any remixes you've brought in especially for that? Um, we're looking at a few options, but uh, not nothing 100% at the moment. So the single should be coming out in like April, May, but we're still looking at a few um, options. Yeah. So how did the release with Defected come about then? How did that get signed? Uh, yeah, that just, um, well, Simon Dummel actually hit me up, um, after I did that EP on Casual, he was really digging the track and he was just like, I really want you to do a remix for the label, um, on the same vibe and I was like, alright, so, yeah, I just, I did the Harrison Crump remix and, you know, that did, that did really well and then, yeah, I've just done another single for them, um, which is coming out, I'm not really sure when it's coming out, it should be in the next few months though, we're still working that out. But yeah, I've just done a, done a single for them. It's with a vocalist from Sydney called um, Natalie Conway. So yeah, it's exciting. So is that, obviously we're talking about Defected. You're playing for them over in Miami as well. Yeah. I bet you're hyped about that, are you? I am, I am. I'm really hyped. Actually, the lineup's crazy. So I'm really, um, really stoked to be on there. So what else are you going to be doing in Miami apart from playing for Defected then? Uh, I've got a party. Um, I'm doing a label party, a beatdown music party. I've got Gene Farris on that, um, a few other guys, and I'm doing a rooftop thing at the Clevelander for, um, that's with DJ Sneak and a few other guys. That's for um, Soup New York. And what else am I doing? I'm doing the guest house party um, on the 23rd, Love Hate. So just doing a few, not too many. I'm only doing about four shows, so just trying to keep it a bit more low key this year. Last year I did about 10 or something. It was just crazy. So. So, I mean, apart from Miami, whereabouts are you going to be playing? Have you got much planned for Ibiza this season? Are you going to be battles and forwards to Australia? Are you going to be touring around Europe? Well, we've just found a place in Ibiza, so I'll be um, I'll be back out there um, after America, which will be like mid-May. Um, but yeah, so in America, I think I've got about, I'm actually not sure, I'll have to have a look, but quite a few shows, I think about 10 or 12 dates in the States and, and Canada. And then I'm back to, um, yeah, back to the UK for a week uh, around the 13th of May. And then, um, yeah, moving to Ibiza on the 21st of May and got a few dates in um, Europe. Got uh, one in Portugal, one in Ireland, one in Estonia. 
and a few coming up in Ibiza and um, I think a couple more in UK around that time. So, yeah, lots of stuff happening. Traveling quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's good though, it's good. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting settled down in, um, in Ibiza and just like kind of just relaxing as well because like you know we've just made the big move over here and um it's it's uh it's been pretty hectic already and you know there's still another two months of hardcore traveling so i'm looking forward to just like in may when we get to be there just uh yeah just relaxing and soaking up the sun really for a few weeks. yeah for a few weeks <laughs> <laughs> that's it so i mean when you're traveling what do you tend to do on the planes and you just tend to just kick back relax try and catch some sleep or do you try and listen check out other people's music um what do you listen to on the plane what do you what do you unwind to um to be honest with you i on the plane i listen to a few tracks i watch a few movies but i play a lot of football manager on there <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know and like you know it's kind of like downtime to do that but yeah i watch you know some tv series and stuff i've been getting into like um whatever like the walking dead and sons of anarchy and stuff like that but yeah, I'd go, you know, like I go through music, um, yeah, just, and, you know, I play a bit of football manager on the laptop. <laughs> so, trying to make Arsenal a better team. Yeah, I'm trying to, man, I'm trying to, it's, you know, it's not it's not looking that good at the moment. <laughs> it should, should be a Newcastle supporter, it's even worse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where else can more people, uh, I'll start that again, where else can people find out more information on yourself? Um... I'd say Facebook, uh, which is, you know, just facebook.com forward slash DJ Sunny Federa. And I've got a website as well, which is just sunnyfedera.com. And yeah, that's most, most of the information's on there. And um, yeah, definitely, definitely check out my SoundCloud for like mixes and stuff like that, which is um, just soundcloud.com forward slash Sunny Federa. Got to say massive thanks there to Sonny Federa for taking time out of his hectic schedule. It's took around about two years to get that interview pinned down, but I'm sure it's well worth the wait. What we're going to do...